Mike Scharfenberg, Game Plan You Today. And welcome to episode 21 of Interview with Influencers. And as always, thank you for, for spending part of your day with us. And from all of us here at Game Plan You, and Happy New Year. Um, we hope you all had a joyful, blessed, safe, healthy New Year with, with your loved ones. And hope you're, hope you're off to a 2-0 start and really getting out there and crushing the week. And, you know, we, we spent the time really, you know, building some relationships and, and teeing up some really, really special guests um, starting today um, for you guys moving forward. So really excited about that. One quick thing I wanted to hit on um, before we bring out our special guest was, was just something I, I noticed. Um, and I'd love to ask my guests about this as well. But in terms of, of the new year, right, um, you know, we see a lot of posts about 2020 and thank God it's over. Get it out of here. And, and, and I completely understand that, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just a number. And the problems that we had in 2020, a lot of times it's going to carry over, unfortunately. And, and where I'm going with this, it's all about your mindset and how you approach things. You know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, right, it's going to be something else. So it, it's really moving into 2021, have that emphasis and that mindset of I'm going to get hit with adversity, but it's how am I going to overcome that? How am I going to stay positive? How am I going to continue to help others? You know, as the great Larry Long says, Every day you're up is a good day. You got 365 days in a year, and each day you have the opportunity to make an impact. So just just keep that in mind. A little nugget there um, as we move into 2021. But with that said, um, let's bring out our very special guest. This gentleman is a up and coming rock star um, in the sport industry, and you know him and I hit it off right from the start with just our passion and thirst for for knowledge and building relationships, you know, and servicing others. Um, and just our positive mindsets and our positive attitudes. So without further ado, let's bring out the current content curator with the Athlete Development Lab, as well as inside sales representative with the LA Dodgers. Without further ado, let's bring out Bryce only. Bryce, welcome, my man. Mike, thanks for, for having me. Appreciate the kind introduction, man. And I couldn't be more excited to have the conversation today. So no, hundred percent, hundred percent likewise. And we thank you so much for, for taking the time and, you know, a quick, quick story before we, we dive into you and, and your background and, and everything there. Um, you're all about transparency here on interview with influencers. And, and we speak about, you know, often about the power of follow-ups, right. Um, and building relationships. Well, long story short, where Bryce and I first connected, Right, right. I'm over on LinkedIn, and um, this was back, I believe, in May, and we were going to grab a virtual cup of coffee, and you know, one thing led to another, and we missed the call, and it, it, I went back this morning, and it was on my end. I, I failed to follow up and reschedule, and fast forward, you know, six months, and we connect with Game Plan U in the lab, That's right. and we both recognize. We're like, I think I recognize each other's names. And, and just just a lesson, because I know a lot of our past guests have brought it up, how small the sport industry is. Um, so there, there's just a prime time example of you never know where your paths are going to cross. Exactly. Shame on me for not following back up. Um, you know, you always got to, you know, take your take where you fail and, and learn from that. So just a quick little nugget and story there. But Bryce, thanks again for joining us. Um, so for those who don't know, let's get started here. Who is Bryce only, right? Tell us a little bit about your background um, and then what are you currently doing in yeah. the industry right now and how did you get there? Well, you know, Mike, going back to, to the follow-up, man, it's it's a two-way street, but I think exactly right. It's a full circle moment when we got connected game playing you in the Athlete Development Lab, man. It's uh, full circle, but who is Bryce? You know, my family currently resides in the Chicagoland area and I'm the oldest of four and 
you know, the reason why I always mention that is my dad has always instilled in me to be a leader. And so after I got um, done playing high school ball, I got the opportunity to, to play baseball at the University of Nebraska Lincoln and ultimately ended up finishing up my career at Creighton University. Upon graduation, I got the opportunity to pursue my MBA and coach softball at Jacksonville University till about, what was that, August of 2019. Moved out to Los Angeles, California, and where I uh, started working with the Los Angeles Dodgers in January of 2020, but then as well launched the Athlete Development Lab in, in March of, of 2020. So it's been a tremendous growth experience. One, moving cross country, uh, that was something that I never thought I would do, but uh, I will say LA has been good to me thus far. So happy to be out here. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And talk a little bit about that That decision to get up and move because you know especially in the sport industry if you want to get into it a lot of times you're going to have to be willing to pick up and move and that's a big change for for a lot of people so can you speak to that and how that went and your mindset going into that yeah well i, I think it was twofold and i would be lying if i didn't mention my girlfriend who, who currently works with the ucla women's basketball team and so that prompted the move and really when we first when i first got out here didn't know anybody uh, but knew I had an extreme passion for sports, innovation, and people, and started working at a, at a startup and really got exposed to that startup ecosystem. Um, and, and through networking and, and meeting people, I, I just knew that I wanted to end up with a brand or a team. And I uh, interviewed with the Dodgers in, in November of 2019. And I'll be honest with you, Mike, I walked out of there and I thought I interviewed well, but I was like, man, I, there's some, a lot of talented people. And I wasn't sure if I had gotten the opportunity, but was thrilled when uh, Patrick Simon gave me the call and uh, told me that I would be a, a part of the Los Angeles Dodgers for the 2020 season. So um, that's how we got here to th today, to this point. Love it. I love it. And I know it's been you know an unorthodox year as we head on in the opener for, for all of us, but for the audience out there, like, tell us a little bit about being a world champion. I know it was unorthodox, you know, with no fans in the ballpark, but how was that experience? Man, it was a grateful one, just extremely grateful to, to be a part of such a great organization and work alongside some incredible people. Uh, but funny story, I was actually back home in Chicagoland, Algonquin, Illinois, and watching the game all by myself. I think my family was somewhere at the time, and um, they final pitch, strikeout. And I just remember like, I'm, I'm jacked up out of my mind and I'm looking around and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of different. Like I'm expecting to be surrounded by people that I've worked alongside with being in LA. Uh, but certainly, you know, I, I'm, I'm not giving the title back at all. I definitely got the world series hat. I can throw it on if you guys like, I'm just kidding, but it's um, no man. It, it's a, it's just extremely grateful to be honest with you. I've been able, been very fortunate to work with some incredible people and it's just been an incredible journey. And for the Dodgers, you know, to, to have the, the runs that they've had arguably being the best team, in the MLB for the past few years and to finally seal it off with the world series championship. Um, you know, it, it's, it's certainly a dream come true as a guy that played the game and had aspirations to play in, in the big leagues as well. So yeah, definitely just grateful, Mike. Yeah, talk about your first year, you know, in professional <laughs> sports. You bring right. home a ring. It's going to be like, because that doesn't happen every year. You know, you hope it doesn't. That's the goal. But it's like, man, you know, this championship. So what a great way to start. And right. I, I just love the mindset, you know, because you it, you are watching the game in your basement when, you know, in tip, hypothetically, in normal situation, you would be in the stadium with your coworkers and your clients and, right. you know, hugging everybody. But it's just making the most of the experience and realizing Absolutely. how blessed you are with that situation. So I love that point. Um, so in terms of being a lifelong athlete, right. And, you know, mm -hmm. playing high school, college baseball, 
um, with aspirations of going to play professional baseball. But what were some skills that you developed on your time on the diamond that translated into the professional and business world? Mike, that's a, a great question because I, I definitely still use those transferable skills each and every day. And for me, number one is, is really betting on yourself. You know, I think I, as much as I was like to think that I was the number three, you know, the number three hitter for each team I played for, I wasn't, I played on some teams with guys that are playing in the big leagues right now. And um, so, yeah, I had to wait my turn and definitely earn my opportunities, but really believing in myself at the time, you know, I'm not, wasn't getting the reps that I initially thought I would be getting. But you know what? I still need to be able to put in the work. I still need to, you know, have some type of um, standard for myself each and every day. So certainly, number one, betting on myself, and and two, being a good team teammate. Right? I think you know everybody wants to be the star. Everybody wants to be in the front. But how do you contribute to the team without necessarily playing? And so I think there's a lot of transferables in what I do now and my day to day. Is like, okay, if I'm not the lead generator, what can I do? Can I lead calls? Can I lead appointments set? Can I lead, you know, let me reach out to a teammate and role play twice a week just so that we can continue to build our relationship and sharpen our skills. Right. And then I think the last point is enjoy the journey. Right. There's life is as much as we would like to think it's it's all positive. It's all highs and, and no lows. Man, enjoy those lows, because I think for me, looking back on my athletic career, there were some moments where I, I really was challenged mentally, physically, just just beat, didn't know where to turn. And looking back and, and now as a professional, just really enjoying those moments where it doesn't work out for me, where it doesn't, you know, end up the way I want it to end up. Because those moments where it does, I'm just going to be even more thrilled and, and ecstatic that it did happen. And then re remember the time that it didn't work out for me. And, and just say to myself, man, that was completely worth it. It was just a part of the journey. So one, bet on myself. Two, being a good teammate. And definitely three, enjoying, those, enjoying the journey. Those three points right there. I love all of that. I love all of that. I mean, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, you don't have that self-confidence that you're going to be able to do great things. You're never going to yeah. do great things. Absolutely. Right? You'd be willing to come out of your comfort zone and take those chances. So I absolutely love that. Um, in terms of, you know, hustle, right? And mm. a lot of people, you know, growing up a lifelong athlete, I had that same, you know, only up to high school, but, you know, freshman sophomore year on JV and wanting to get on RC and sitting on the bench. I want to get out there and play. I feel like I, right. I, I have the skills, the skill set to go out there and compete, but you have to earn your spot. You have to earn your time. And it gets frustrating at times, you know, and, and a lot of people may quit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that this, the key skill that separates the ones that don't or that have that hustle attitude, right? Um, so can you speak to that a little bit more? And, and in those moments where you were like, oh, I want to be out there, I want to play, but yeah. I'm not getting the reps. I'm going to go in and put in that work though, just like I was, you know, the starting shortstop or starting second baseman. So can you speak to the hustle and how that's impacted your life? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I, I think what's what the saying is you can't shine and – in front of thousands or if uh, I'm misquoting here, but basically dad told me is how can you compete in front of thousands of people in front of the big lights? If you haven't put the work in when nobody's there, when the lights aren't, aren't right, it doesn't equate. It doesn't add up. You won't, I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a believer in, you know, once you get to the game time, then I'll, okay, I'll turn it on. No, you got each and every day you got to build up. And to answer your question about hustle as a professional, I think that that just, means going beyond and, and doing things, you know, making, if I know that, okay, my day with Dodgers starts at nine, having conversations like this at seven 30, having another call at eight 30, boom. Now I can get my day 
what a runway start really. And so going to network events, obviously it's a little bit different with virtual events now, but when I first moved out to California, I just remember getting up in the morning, having a call, listen to some audio books, like in that mindset, right? Going to my, my daily job and then immediately going back on the computer. Okay. I know that I want to develop some skills from a branding standpoint. I know I really want to get good at sales. I know I want to really continue to build and cultivate the relationships within the sports industry and outside the sports industry. And that's a full-time job. And I think, you know, I, I personally enjoy those things, meeting new people, uh, sharpening my skills, you know, iron sharpens iron. But for, for me, Mike, it's, it's, it never stops. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer. I woke up this morning and I'm going to maximize this day. And uh, I'm not necessarily, you know, don't, wouldn't say a ruru rah rah energy guy, but definitely someone who you know. If I'm here, I'm here for a reason, and I'm gonna maximize this time that I'm here. And so that's definitely what what hustle means to me. I mean, I just think back to to my dad, uh, Dana. Only he still wakes up at at four thirty every day. And I just remember in high school, I was like, man, why is he up so early? And I never, I didn't understand it at all. And now, you know, I'm continuing to grow and develop and, and shape myself as a, not only as a man, but as a professional, I get it of why, you know, the preparation, getting up early, making sure that you can devote time to yourself, making sure that you're continuing to build and, to, to build and grow. And so to me, hustle is a never ending journey, man. You can always improve 1% better each and every day. Uh, by the end of the year, you know, you're going to have some good results for you. So. Yeah, I, I love all of that. And just being a student of the game, always. Right. I mean, you have your top athletes. You have to be. You have your top athletes like LeBron James, you know, Mike Trout. But they're out there putting in more work than than almost anybody else out there. And they're at the yeah. top of their game. And that's why they're, they are where they are. Absolutely. Because of that work ethic. And, and I think, you know, at least for me, and I'm sure you could attest to this, but you fall, people, you know, would, may call you crazy. You're up at 4 a.m. every day. What are you doing? Like, you got to sleep in, you know, but right. but you fall in love with that. You fall in yeah. love with the grind, Absolutely. you know, and getting up, getting better, and putting yourself in that position to ultimately get to where you want to go. So so I love that. In terms of, let's pivot to success, right? Okay. Because um, it's, it, it's a very interesting term um, because the more I speak with, with students, you know, through this podcast, I ask the question, like, what's your view of success? And a lot of times I get, uh, I don't, you know, winning. Well, what's winning to you, right? Mm. So for you, what, what's your driver? How, how do you view success? That's a great question, Mike. And I think still currently trying to define that, but right now yeah. in, in my current role and current position, I think su success is the, the impact that you have on people. You know, how do you empower people to to, to have opportunities, to resources, to networks? How do you empower people with information? So I think for me, how do you continue to, to, to influence people in a positive way? And you know, going back to my coaching experience, going back to even my athlete days, I never wanted to be a teammate that brought the energy down. I never wanted to be a teammate that was, you know, hey, I'm checked out because I'm not getting the playing time that I wanted to get. Like, no, I've always wanted to be someone that if I'm here, I'm going to make, I'm here for a reason and I want to impact the people around me positively and continue to uplift the group. And so to me, Mike, success is continually to po continuing to positively impact people. You know, I think back to calling people in a time like this, it's been extremely challenging, but I will say it is very fulfilling knowing that when I get a client on the phone and we're talking baseball, we're talking about Dodgers, I'm, I'm saying, okay, you got game seven, you got Don Drysdale or you got Sandy Koufax. 
who you going with and why, and being able to, you know, have those meaningful conversations for these people that have had experiences with generations upon generations at Dodgers games. And so, um, you know, I think for, for, for me, success is continuing to positively impact people. So. I love it. I love it. And I think that's why, you know, you and I, we just hit it off from the beginning. Yeah. You know, because no, as again, the great Larry Long says, ain't nobody got time for negativity. <laughs> no, nobody wants to be around that, right? It's, right. you want to be around people that are going to get you better, right? That are going to help you get to that next level. And ultimately, uh, and I can't stress it enough, you will get to where you want to go by helping others. Others will give back tenfold if you're willing to give to them and, and continue to grow and make that positive impact, no matter where it is, no matter what you're doing. So I, I love those points. And and I think that speaks a lot to who you surround yourself with, right? You know, a lot of who you are are the core five to six people that you surround yourself with. And, you know, clearly, you you know, you have a great inner circle and, you, you know, speak to that a little bit, speak to some, some of those people or, or mentors in that inner circle and what their importance has been to, to you and your development. Yeah. Well, I think I, Jared Barnes, one has, has been a, uh, someone who I've built a tremendous relationship with. I can not only call him uh, my partner, but I, I can call him a, a close friend. And he was one of the first people I, I met when I moved out to LA, we connected via LinkedIn. And so being able to, to be around him and, and hear his journey of playing football at University of Louisville and getting the opportunity to play at Ohio, the Ohio State. I, I, I put the V in there for, for the, so, so yeah, I know the Buckeyes are playing on Monday. Uh, but, you know, being around him and what his mindset was like. And then the opportunity with the Dodgers just continue to, to be around successful people, you know, and yeah, they've, they've been able to generate revenue at an extremely high level. You know, that's something that I aspire to do, but you look at, everybody within the organization, whether this is the only organization that they've worked for, or this is the second team or brand that they've worked for. You know, I think back to some colleagues, you know, Forbes, Sony, whatever the case may be. And I just think that, wow, like, I just want, I'll be a fly on the wall. I don't even have to, obviously I want to contribute, but I just want to be a fly in the wall in the room and observe and be a part of these conversations when they're taking place. And so, like you said, Mike, you, you are, uh, who you surround yourself with, those five to six people. And I think consistently trying to, you know, add value to those people consistently each and every day is something that's at the front of my mind, um, whether that's being a good teammate, you know, bringing some positivity, being, some, you know, lending an ear when somebody needs to talk through an idea. I think that's always been important to me and, and being able to, to be that person for someone, because I know in return, um, not even in return, but you know that that energy is reciprocated, and people will will be open to doing the same thing for you. So yeah, Mike, I, I think for me that the the circle continuing to to cultivate relationships at the highest level, and that was one of the things that I committed to in in twenty twenty one with my peers, my personal relationships, just wanting to to be able to you know not be average. Why why would you? So I, I think for me that that's what's really important to me as it relates to building relationships and in my close circle. Yeah again, nobody's got time for average. Oh. You know, if you want to be average, you can go get a, you know, a, a job as I like to refer to it as, you know, the frequent listeners of this show. If you want a job, that's great. Go be average. If you want a career, you got to pursue to be great, strive for greatness. So I, I love that point. Um, can you speak a little bit to, you know, one or two of the, the key lessons that you may have learned from, from a Jared or and someone else in your inner circle, mm -hmm. you know, mentors, whatever that have helped you develop you know, over the past number of years? For me, Mike, it, it's 
nobody cares about your career more than you care about your career. You know, you can have all the conversations in the world that you want to, but if you don't, if somebody gives you information and you don't take action towards it, how serious are you about where you want to go? And so I think for me, that's, that's important. Yes. I, I always want to be able to have conversations and, and enjoy those conversations very much, but I'm all about taking action and all about being able to apply those things that, um, those lessons that those people have, have really taught me. And so I think for, for me, what stuck out to me in terms of the relationships that I have in my close circle is, you know, these people care, but I think nobody cares more than, than, than you do about your career than anybody else. And so going back to betting on yourself, you know, what, what is your five to nine? What do those hours look like? What do your weekends look like? How are you growing? How are you learning? And, you know, don't get me wrong. It definitely, it's important to take breaks, but I think it's, it, I think if you got 24 hours in a day, right. And, you know, I think by the end of the year, December 25th or December 31st, 2021 are looking back, you know, Hey, how did I spend my time? How much time did I spend the writing? How much time did I spend the reading? How much time did I spend uh, working on new ideas and building relationships at the highest level? And um, normally you, you get some pretty good returns by, by the end of the year. So. Yeah. Like, like you said, success breeds success. And yeah. if you're not willing to take those actions and, and go out there and grow and put everything you have into it, you're never going to make it. Like you said, you're going to be average. So I, I love that point. And, you know, speaking, I know we've brought it up a bunch, right? Positivity, positivity, but it's so true, yeah. especially now, yeah. you know, positivity and your, and your mindset is everything. So can you speak to, to a time in your, either your professional career or personal could be playing career as well? Um, that you faced, you know, a time of adversity and, and how did you cope with that and how did you get through it? I, I think for, for me, COVID-19 definitely put a pause on what selling would, would have looked like mm -hmm. in, in a, a quote unquote normal uh, circumstance. But I was challenging, you know, being calling people virtually, meeting up on Zoom calls you know, not sure what the season was going to look like. And I, I think that point of adversity, really leaning on my peers, uh, my directors and, and my close circle outside of who I work with, with the Dodgers has helped me get through this time. You know, when I see an individual selling at an extremely high level, making a ton of calls, that makes me want to up my game up a little bit and, and add value and contribute to the team. And when I don't feel that way, where I'm like, man, I'm just mentally, I'm just in, a, in not the best headspace. You know, hey, can we can we talk for 15, 20 minutes? It doesn't have to be necessarily about anything, you know, work related, but can we can we just talk, have a conversation? And I think those really lean in on people um, that care about me the most and that I care about that the most as well has got me through those points of adversity. As much as I I'd like to think or we'd like to think that, you know, we have it all figured out. Um, when you have a supporting cast around you, you know, reach out, send them a text. Hey, let them know that that you're you're struggling and you, and, you know, show that vulnerability. And I think you're, you'll, you'll realize that your relationships will really blossom and bloom that way. Yeah. It's all about being authentic. Right. You know, it's, you could be as, you know, happy or say you're happy and positive 24 F seven. No, you, no, you're not. Everybody goes through valleys, yeah. but it's all about being authentic and being able to, you know, it's not a comfortable conversation to have with those people, but once you open up and build that relationship, it will become comfortable. Right. It I will become comfortable. I couldn't so agree more. Just continue to to be vulnerable. You know, put yourself in in some uncomfortable situations. So I'm curious. That leads me to another point. Like, speak to some times where 
you stepped out of your comfort zone and, and how did that, how did those situations help you grow and get to where you are today? Yeah. Well, I, I think personally starting the, the inside the lab podcast, you know, I, Mike, I think I told you this, I don't like speaking on camera and you know, it might fool some people right now that are watching this, but I have a terrible fear of that. And so back when quarantine, even before quarantine, I was like, you know, this is something that I really want to overcome start doing interviews over zoom over google hangout whatever the case may be and then you have the inside the lab podcast same thing you know at being able to, to have conversations at a really high level over a camera which you know i think my fear is i will say with confidence that it, it's gone away and i'm feeling pretty confident right now so we're feeling good uh but really for me that was a time where i knew i wanted to really grow and i knew that it was element uh, where I might be missing out from, you know, from a career development standpoint and growth standpoint, you know, I, I, you, one thing I will say, you're doing some tremendous work with this, Mike. And so kudos to you, but I think for me, definitely, you know, speaking on camera, but like I said, I'm feeling good that, you know, we're, we're past that point at this point. Yeah. You're, you're fooling a lot of people because a lot of people wouldn't have expected that one, man, but, <laughs> but no, and, and it's so true. And, and that's just such a great example. Um, and if you haven't checked out Bryce's podcast, um, inside the lab, definitely check it out. And um, I could plug in the information for that later on, but really, really great opportunity. And he's doing some big things there. But if you aren't looking like going back to being average, right? If you're yeah. not looking to come out of your comfort zone and look for new tasks, you're never going to get to where you want to be. You're just going to be average. Always yeah. be looking for that next step, even if it, if it's uncomfortable, like with the podcast with you, right? You said, I, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not comfortable on camera, but I don't care. Right. I'm going to do it and I'm going to struggle it. through it and I'm going to get better and I'm going to get to where I want to be. So I love that point. So, you know, let's, I know we're closing on 25 minutes here. So let's kind of pivot now the conversation specifically towards the career seeker, you know, mm -hmm. the, the heart and soul of this podcast. And um, in terms of your interview process, right. And, and right. specifically for the Dodgers and maybe some other roles you had before then, like, can yeah. you speak to how that entry level interview process went and, how how do you feel you differentiated yourself throughout that process? Mm. Okay, so you know I think it's important to tell this story. So I had ten interviews before the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I got denied all ten opportunities. Right, and you can imagine what that took on me—the toll that took on me mentally. Uh, but looking back, I will say it's trial and error. You know, if you, you don't know what you don't know. And I think for me, each interview was a learning opportunity. You know, you always want to ask effective questions. If you're scheduled for an hour and the interview ends at 30, 45 minutes, stay there for that next 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes and ask questions about the company, take a tour, you know, do some things like that. Uh, I will say LinkedIn is a powerful tool. You know, not only does it, do you get to showcase yourself in terms of the things that you're passionate about, not only in your day to day, but your whether it's entrepreneurship in the startup space, you know, you can really showcase yourself well and then reach out to those hiring managers, those people that you are going to interview with and continue to build out those relationships, not even from a, you know, obviously you want to get the job that you apply for, but these people are incredible people that work in it at incredible companies. And going back to what we had mentioned before with surrounding yourself with uh, great people. Why wouldn't you want to learn about their journeys? Why wouldn't you want to learn about how they got there and why they chose this specific company and being genuinely curious? And I think for me, that's what what's, uh, has changed, right? And I think going into the Dodgers role in the interview is a day interview. I remember this 
and you know very felt very comfortable baseball being my love my passion being at dodger stadium like i'm like a little kid deer in headlights i'm looking around like oh my gosh like it's a museum and it's beautiful and for me i think what really stood out is i all i was asking questions i was the first one to volunteer to do things and people remember that people remember you taking that initiative and so and that last point i will say please send a thank you note and a follow-up because People, there was a lot of hard work that went into planning to interview, to setting up those calendars, sending out the invite, getting your resume sent to all those people. And I think you're, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't say a thank you and, and sending a follow-up note. Something like a going back to trial and error, I didn't do before, but you know, it, life is an ongoing journey and we're continuously learning. And so definitely, you know, if I could break it down into three points, you know, continue to try new things, ask effective questions, and then follow up. Always got to follow up. I love it. So, so many great points to, to hit on, you know, quickly. First off, the term genuine curiosity yeah. that you mentioned. You know, I've always been a curious person, but I heard that phrase genuine curiosity the other day for the first time, actually, believe it or not. Okay. And I absolutely love it because yeah. that's how you build relationships. It's asking questions specific, you know, how, Tell me how you got to where you are in your career. Mm -hmm. you know, what were some of the challenges you had? You know, things like that. And just genuinely be curious. Don't just ask the question, ask the question. Right. Listen, listen to the response. You know, don't prep your response. Listen. So I love that genuine curiosity piece. The follow-up, I, I don't think I need to dive in. I think you did a great job with that. Please follow up. Please, yes. even if it's a just a LinkedIn message, follow up. Handwritten note 10 times better. But if yes. it's a, just a LinkedIn message, it'll do the job in email. Just thank them for their time. Yeah, um, and then go, go above and beyond, right? Like everything you mentioned is what makes a really good sales professional, right? The little things, it's the little things. And for a sales role, for any role, that's some of the things you need to, you need to do. So speak to right now, right? Bryce, I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and we're, we're starting to see it, especially in the sport industry, um, you know, with more and more jobs starting to slowly be posted, which is great. Um, but there's a lot of talent out there. We're not going to show you this. There is a lot of talent from the class of 2020 to, you know, unfortunately executives that got let go during the pandemic. So there's going to be a lot of competition. So what are some things that you recommend to those students right now uh, that they could be doing today, you know, starting right now to, to help better themselves when the interviews do start and they get in front of these executives to put themselves in that best position to get a career no, Mike, I, that's a great question. And I, I, I think it's starting out with, you know, a little bit of reverse engineering. And so taking, starting where you are now and asking yourself the question, at the end of your career, where do you want to be at? Do you want to be working in premium? Do you want to be working in global partnerships? Do you want to be working in community relations? Do you, whatever the case may be, you know, where does that, where do you want to be? And then asking yourself the question, you know, going on LinkedIn, looking up those people that are in those roles. Okay, what was their career journey like? What skills did they learn? Did they get an MBA? Did they get their master's degree? Did they go to law school? And then doing some reverse engineering that way and figuring out, okay, what action steps do I need to take or what skills do I need to learn and develop in order to go to that interview and being able to speak to it intelligently and then as well as have points of where, okay, you demonstrate the ability to execute at an extremely high level. And then the last point I'd say is, you know, given this time, really explore those passion projects that you that you really you know think about late at night when you can't sleep like ah, I, I wish I would have done this or 
dive deep into those and really, you know, if, if you love content, start building out your own content, you know, identify three or four verticals that you really are passionate about. And for me, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm really big about my lifestyle. I'm really big about career development. I, I love sports and, you know, okay, how can you build out content to where somebody asks you an interview? Well, what have you done before this interview? Sure. Well, this is what I've done. I've launched the podcast. I put together 20 digital assets just for creative purposes. You know, I had 150 conversations with executive uh, leaders in the industry. And so I think you can really position yourself well if you use these tools and, and use these, you know, your time wisely. And so I think right now for those for those people that are seeking some jobs, like you said, Mike, it's there's a lot of talented people out there. And I think it's great that you brought that up because a lot of times people get discouraged when they don't get jobs. And it's not necessarily you as the individual. It's just that they might have found someone that was the perfect fit for the job. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind. But yeah, using these these social networks as a real uh, runway for you to be able to position yourself and pitch yourself in a, in a positive light to when you are interviewing. That's it. I, that that is such a great point is it's been a terrible with what's going on with the pandemic. Right. right? It's been a really bad year. But it's going to be what you make it. You know, right. you could just sit around, you know, and say you lost an opportunity or got let go. You know, you could sit around and play Xbox all day and, you know, use the excuse there's no jobs online. So I'm just going to wait it out. Or you could say, no, I'm going to take my time. And even if I'm not getting paid for it, I'm going to yeah. grow. I'm going to do something I wanted to pursue that the transferable skills are going to help me position myself, right? And right. When hiring, because you, you got, you're going to be, you'll be damned when the interviews start. The hiring manager, one of the first questions he's going to ask. How did you spend the last year? What have you been doing? Right, right. That's the very first question. And, very, and yeah, you can be prepared. You can. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the people that are are doing the extra work, going back to those hustle points that we talked about. You know, I, it's word gets around quick, especially in the industry that that we're in. And you know, if you're if you're doing some great work or or not even great work, if you're just trying to improve, yep. and yep. people recognize that people have been in your shoes before they didn't just end up as senior vice president you know they started probably at an inside sales entry level role and they just worked their butt off and built relationships at an extremely high level and they got to their position that they are today so i think it's it's important to, to understand that the people that you are interviewing with have been in your shoes before and so definitely important to keep in mind yeah that's it and especially from an entry level role right is you'll be able to be taught the job in most cases right unless yeah. you're unless you're you know a doctor or a trainer or whatever that you need you need your mba and you need right. to go to school for that but that's a little different but in terms of the especially the business world like yeah. you can be taught those skills managers can teach you that they can't teach your positive attitude they oh. can't teach your passion they can't teach your 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 just hunger to to get better and grow and um, those are the things they're going to look for, you know? So even if you start a podcast and it's not smooth, it's not great when you first start, you're making that effort and they see that. So I love that point. Um, and you know, wrapping it up here, you know, I've got two final questions and in terms of you and your career, right? Um, so if you could go back to, you know, you, you just graduated from, yeah. from Creighton, yeah. if you could go back then and give yourself, you know, two or three pieces of advice, what would that be? Uh, start thinking about what you want to do your freshman year 
and not saying that you have to have it all figured out, but just identify those passions. What do you, what do you like to do? What do you find yourself gravitating towards with, without any effort, without having to get, you know, listen to watch a motivation video to go do it. You know, in my workout this morning, Mike, I'm not going to lie, man, it was, it was rough, but you know, put some, some motivative motivational video on and, and, and we're, we're good to go. But really what are those things that you're, you're extremely passionate about? Maybe identify three or four of those things, you know, from your freshman to your senior year and start building relationships with those people, whether it's in, in the industry, your professors are great uh, people to reach out to. They have tremendous experience and incredibly intelligent and have knowledge of that, you know, you might not necessarily get on a LinkedIn, you know, and those relationships are a little bit more intimate. And then going back to what I would have told myself senior year, man, really it's, it goes back to preparation and planning. You know, I think my dad, he always mentioned, you know, Bryce, what you do from 14 to 18, is going to is going to 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 resonate between 19 to 23 and what you do from 19 to 23 is what you're going to get from 24 to 28 right and so if you can take your life in the fours and really you know college going back to the you know your freshman year hey that's what i would tell myself start my freshman year start build, identifying those verticals what i'm passionate about and start meeting some people that are currently working in those verticals well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. Well said. I mean, you, and we're not saying, right? You're not saying you can't enjoy your college, right? No, you can't enjoy. Yeah. Not at all. I, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but like I no. I think if you're going back to being genuinely curious, you know, if you love what you want to do, if if you really don't, like I said, don't have to force yourself to get out of bed to go do something, it should be a no-brainer that you want to have a conversation with someone who's in that field or in that industry. You know, not because you want to get a job out of it, but because you genuinely are curious and you want to improve and grow. And I think for those people, for those individuals, yeah, just starting your freshman year because you know four years can make a difference, and and you'll be able to look back when you graduate and be like, wow, I put in all this work in the over the past three to four years and look what it's gotten me look at the opportunities that are presenting itself and not only that look at the people that i've been able to meet along the way and so i think that that's important to to definitely note mike 100 100 percent. yeah and, and like i said like you know right before is you can enjoy college you can play your sport you can play intramurals be part of clubs and go out and party be safe be 21 but go yeah. out and have a good time like enjoy it because that's gonna shape who you are and your friend yeah. and all that but take the time to figure like you said figure out what you want to do yeah. because you're going to figure out what you hate doing before you figure out what you love doing so Agreed. get those things that you hate doing out of the way agree figure it out and get that experience i mean in your dodgers interview and the interviews you had prior sure. how how did they ask about your classes and your gpa like no they didn't ask, they asked me what have you done and speak to that experience and how that would make you a good fit for this particular role. And so going back to, you know, identifying those three to four verticals and start, start somewhere. It doesn't have to be a finished project. It doesn't have to be the best thing in the world, but normally when you dedicate time to something, you get better at it. Right. And so over those, you start at 18 and by the time you're 22, then you have a portfolio to be like, Hey, you know, Bryce, what have you done? Well, this is what I've done um, the, in the past four years. These are the things that I've learned. 
this is where I've grown and this is where I'm hoping to go in the direction I'm hoping to get into. So, um, you know, for those career seekers, really, you know, taking that time and mapping it out, you know, because nobody cares about your career and your development more than you do. And so I think that's important to keep in mind. 100%, 100%. And you and I had this conversation before the holidays, but, or right after the holidays, um, you know, we're still grinding. We had our, had our podcast on the 26th, right? The, you know, the morning after Christmas, but you, you got to enjoy what you're doing. You got to yeah. love it. And it, it, when you do that and you find it, it's not work. You know, you and I were talking about how people are like, oh, you're crazy. You know, you're working all this time, you know, come hang out. It's like, okay, well, hang out at some point, but I love what I'm doing. Like, this isn't work to me. Right. So, and I know that a lot of that kind of plays into the lab. So to close out here, can tell the audience a little bit more um, about what you got, you and Jared are doing with the lab. Yeah. The athlete development lab mission is to horizontally connect people across the sports industry. And for us, we, we, we love intentional uh, conversations and inclusive community and notice that there were some barriers of entry to get into the sports industry. You know, okay. Say you want to work in the MLB, there's 30 teams. Okay. You break that down by department Okay, you got sales, you have community relations, you have, you know, baseball ops, you have player development. There's only X amount of spots that are in each all of these organizations. And so you mentioned this, it's competitive. It's extremely competitive. And so I, I think going back to, to, to your question about what the, the lab is, we really built this community for those individuals that want to get into the sports industry and for those individuals that are already in the sports industry that want to continue to grow and, and, and develop. And I think that's important because it's, it could be challenging times to, to get constructive criticism and to get feedback. And, you know, to be honest, tough to know if, Hey, is this, am I heading in the right direction? Am I meeting the goals that I want to set for myself? And if I'm not, and, you know, as much as we'd like to think we have it figured out as people, man, we, we don't. And it's important to be able to have uh, a circle around you and people that you can go to and get some feedback and, and get some guidance. So the Athlete Development Lab has been a tremendous growth opportunity in terms of uh, putting myself out there and, and really figuring things out. You know, we've had some, some great moments, but we've also had some low moments. And so um, please follow us on Twitter. We have a, a LinkedIn page and as well as the podcast here uh, episode actually just dropped this morning. So go check it out. But um, Mike's you'll be, yours will be released here soon. But like I said, it's, it's a really an inclusive community and, you know, always happy to chat and, and, and help people grow and develop as much as I can. So please don't hesitate to reach out. My email is bryce.only at the lab community.com. Yes. My last name is only O N L Y. You know, for those people that are curious, why does Bryce, does he not have a last name? No, I, I, I do. So no, please don't hesitate to reach out. Love it. I love it. And you know, you guys are doing so many positive things for so many people. Um, and that's why I think, you know, we love being around each other and we, yeah. because we feed off this positivity and, and we're just doing good things with good people for good people. So right. I love it. Keep up the good work with everything you're doing. You know, so excited to continue not only to develop our relationship with Game Plan U in the lab, but but also just you and I from a personal and professional yeah. standpoint. So so super excited for that. Um, in terms of last thoughts for for career seekers, okay. any any last you know minute advice or last minute takeaway, a message that you have for them. Last piece of advice I, I'd give for for career seekers is it's a journey. 
it's gonna you're gonna have lows you're gonna have highs you know like i said i got i had 10 interviews before the dodgers interview and i got told no at all those opportunities right and so leaning in on those moments where you where you're not feeling the greatest where you're not feeling the strongest where you're like man i don't i don't want to reach out to another individual i don't want to have another one-off conversation i don't want to go to this networking event right um you know really leaning into those moments because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. You may not be able to, to say, see it right now. I go back to, you know, my athlete days, you know, one coach, Mark Reardon, uh, bless his heart, Iowa Western. He told me one day, ba- the game of baseball doesn't, uh, the game of baseball pays you when it wants to pay you, right? You're not on, you're not on your clock. You're not on your time. And that's same thing as a professional and career development, right? It'll, it doesn't repay you right now, but the work you put in today pays dividends in the long run. So I think for those individuals, really being able to, to lean on those emotions where you're not feeling the greatest and, and really understanding that, you know, there, there's, there's a purpose. There's, there's a reason you're going through and experiencing all this. You may not see it now, but, you know, have faith that, it, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Love it. Love it. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Uh, yeah. Great, great way to end it. Great way to end the first episode of Interview with Influencers of 2021. You know, can't thank you enough, Bryce, for, for the time and jumping on. I know, you know with everything busy and your schedule going on. So thank you so much. Um, so, you know, on behalf of Mike, that's Bryce on Game Plan U. Keep swinging, everybody. It's a big time 2021. Let's make it a game-changing year. You know, if there's anything I could do to help or Bryce, just let us know. Take yeah. care, everybody. Don't crush it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.